it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 Community Managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on Ordinary Money. And we're back for episode 31 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Joseph Petrovic, and I'm here with Mike Zacchio this week. Hey, Mike. Hey, Joe. Long time no see. Yeah. All of what? Are we at 20, 24, 24 hours? hours? <laughs> Just got back from our wonderful meetup in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I had a great weekend and some fun travel stuff, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But let's start with our post of the week. From Daniel Mark Adset. I hope I pronounced that right for him. And uh, he had a wonderful review of a trip on how he traveled throughout North and South and Central America, bounced all around all the things that we love to see and being able to utilize the vast array of tools at his disposal. Yeah, it was, you know, quite a lengthy narrative that he wrote and has some good photos and of course a gc map that i like but looks like he bounced around in uh, mexico panama uruguay buenos aires for a total of 27 days seeing lots of sites and seems like he is quite quite a world traveler he says he's been to six six inhabited continents except antarctica suppose that's that's next on his bucket list as for most people but i think it's a good way we'll put we'll post it in the show notes i think it's a some an, another great example of how people utilize this the points and miles to see the world yeah i've never put anything together quite that big i've done a lot of little things and, mm-hmm. and i i love being able to utilize all these different cards and perks and put the portfolio together to come up with some amazing things but i think there are wonderful ways that people can learn by reading through posts like this. And just another reminder that folks should be following along in the Award Travel 101 Facebook community. So let's hop on over to some news. There are a lot of time-sensitive promos and things like that, that by the time this episode airs, will have ended yesterday. So again, keep active, stay engaged. That's why we are here in the Award Travel 101 community to share these types of deals and things that are ending Uh, Of course, these posts will all have been in the group by the time this episode airs. But Mike, you had posted about a few things that you were seeing in your account. Yeah, yeah. I just, I literally just looked at my Chase account today and I saw that British, uh, that Chase has a 30% transfer bonus to British Airways, Iberia, and Aer Lingus. So those are those Avios partners. And of course, if you have that connected to your Cutter account, you can... You can get those, that extra bonus there. I think there's still a 50% transfer bonus to Marriott using your Chase points. If you want to top up, that wouldn't be my top choice in how to use it, but maybe you need to top up your account and use them that way. And with that, you know, one of the things that I've seen here and I've had some issues and I don't know if you've run into this before. I, I reached out to Award Wallet's editor, JT Genter, because I remember him writing about this. But have you ever had your American Airlines account hacked before? No, not as far as I know. I believe he mentioned having it hacked. And my account has been locked out twice in the past six days. 
And, and both times the same thing happened and I was realizing I can't see. I was went to my app to try to look at booking some flights. Of course, you know, I have these miles. I want to look at opportunities to use them. And I can't see any of my existing reservations. I can see like my status. I can see how many points I have. So I'm like, okay, maybe the website's mm-hmm. goofing up or something like that. I log out and I can't log back in. And so I think, okay, maybe the app's going crazy. So then I go to the desktop and I go to log in. And then I find out that there's all these problems. I call into the advantage desk and they say, oh, you're locked out. Well, they, they unlock me. I set, reset my password, do it again. And here we are this morning. I'm trying to rebook something and same thing. I noticed the same thing call through, get to the third agent, get hung up on by the second agent, have to call again, go through this giant hassle. I had the best explanation. I mean, this agent spent over an hour on the phone with me, helping me with various things. I had a multitude of things to do in addition to this. But at this point in time, I chose to keep my account locked because he's claiming that the IP address that is trying to access my account is a known hacker account. So not a travel hacker. I don't know if it's a travel hacker or or what, but apparently they believe somebody's trying to hack my American account. So we may be moving things over to Mm. avoid having my American advantage loyalty number so accessible if that's really the case. Mm. So interesting interesting stuff. It's something to watch out for. Yeah. Never had that happen before, but. I remember JT saying something about that and where they had to migrate to a new thing. And uh, I need to get some more information on that. Mm. With that, let's talk about some trip updates. You've got some exciting things to share. Okay. Yeah, I got a, a couple of updates. One one was kind of a last minute thing. We decided to make a little quick Labor Day trip. So this coming weekend, utilizing one of my free night awards from the Hilton business card. We're going to go to Niagara Falls for the night. And for me, that's not as big of a deal. It's only actually a two-hour drive. And I've been there many times. But I've never actually been on the Maid of the Mist. Neither of my kids. I think my wife has a long time ago when she was a kid. But we're going to do that. Then we're going to stay one night on the Canadian side, which is the superior side, at the Embassy Suites, Niagara Falls. It was like going for like 70, 80,000 points a night. I had the free night award. Why not use it? I always like to use the certificates sooner rather than later because mm-hmm. I know that's a sure, you know, you put it on a sure bet rather than something that, you know, might not come to fruition and it could expire. So, you know, it is interesting looking at hotels in that area. You know, as much of fans of Hyatt's we are, Hyatt is not a good option for <laughs> Niagara Falls. There's a Hyatt Regency in Buffalo, which ain't bad. It's a little little outdated, but it's not bad if you're staying downtown there. But Niagara Falls, there's a Hyatt place, but it it's not very good. Actually, the whole the whole town of Niagara Falls, New York, is really not preferable. There's just no views of the falls. It's you know not not as much to do around there. The Canadian side really is the best, and there there's several Hilton and Marriott properties. You know, large tower hotels that overlook the falls and and that's really the way to go yeah i've always stayed at the hilton niagara and Mm -hmm. that on the canadian side and so when i see the maid of the mist i'm i'm always thinking to myself does anybody know in anything about niagara falls on the u.s side other than the maid of the mist because on the canadian Mm -hmm. side it's the hornblower they have the hornblower and the maid of the mist 
running kind of semi-simultaneously there. And, but it's like, keep hearing about the Maid of the Mist, but then you never hear anything about the U.S. side of the falls. It's always about the incredible hotels and casino and the the needle and all Clifton Hill, all these activities on the Canadian side. I've done it several times. And often you can get into that Hilton at a really decent cash rate because Mm -hmm. they have, you know, Mm -hmm. a decent exchange rate. And if you buy yourself, I know we always talk about using our points, but this is a a case where you can get on that 52nd floor and the Mm -hmm. two bedroom suites for Mm -hmm. 250, even maybe some more times upwards of 300 bucks a night. So if you're looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. You you mentioned that to me when I was booking it, but uh, the cash rates were not favorable this weekend, maybe because it's a holiday weekend. So rather just use the certificate. Cool. And so you have some, another trip to Austin then after that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be going at the end of the month, I'll be going, or at the end of September, I'll be going to Austin with my brothers-in-law for some beer and barbecue. Kind of my, my wife is always going on trips with her sisters-in-law and friends and stuff. And, you know, we're just, we're, we're going on a a guy's trip. So, you know, most of the trips I take myself are with, to, you know, like this past weekend (laughs) uh, with points and miles nerds, but. We'll be going there, but thanks to moderator and local Austinite, I think that's how you say it, Austinite, Jackie, she gave me some tips and her and her P2 may, may meet us up, maybe meet up with us one night because any of those kind of cities, she's always, she knows the places to eat, the places to drink, all that. So yeah, she finds all, all yeah. the good places yeah. and we'll have some more good information about more places she'll be finding for War Travel 101 members later in this episode. So stay tuned. Okay. So what do you have going on? So I was staying up late one night and I think I was trying to pay a bunch of bills and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pop in and check a few awards, look a little here, look a little there. And suddenly I had a a reservation uh, to one of our favorite family resorts, which is the Hyatt Regency Coconut Point over spring break. I did that as a backup plan because we are actually supposed to go to St. Croix, but you never know. I mean, the family might be like, as much as they said they want to go to somewhere warmer in the Caribbean, I know they love the pools and the water slides. And I finally heard that over the summer, they've opened all that stuff back up. And I also understand they're supposed to have the island, assuming that no more hurricane damage comes through, that the private island should be up and operational later this year or possibly early next. So hopefully if we do end up doing that, I do have that as a backup. You have to cancel at least 14 days out if you do not go. Otherwise, you will be penalized quite severely. But I was able to surprisingly lock in Sweet Upgrade Award. And this is one of those properties that the cash price just, it's, I don't understand why anybody in the world would ever pay cash when they can use 90,000 points versus like $5,000 in cash. So it's like Ooh, a four-night stay. And the CPP fan will <laughs> like that. It's, it's just it's silly. And, and it's yeah. such a great value in terms yeah. of what it offers families and activities and, and things like that. And, and so, I, if I remember correctly, this is a property that has a very high BPP, balconies per point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did a request from my um, concierge that I have that even floor line because those even floors have more balconies per point than the odd ones. So you definitely remember correctly. 
And then while I was at it, you know, I thought I'd try to make up a little bit for losing the trip to the Dominican Republic earlier this year. And my wife and I definitely deserve a getaway for everything we've been working through this past summer. And I know it's still not till next summer, but I booked the Park Hyatt Think Kits and I've never been a, to a Park Hyatt. I'm, I'm by value player. I'm not so much into the luxury award properties. I'm very much into, I, I like the luxury properties, but I really don't want to spend 45,000 points to go to the Park Hyatt New York. I want to go to spend 45,000 to the Park Hyatt Milan or the Park Hyatt Sydney. You know, I'd rather go spend 15 or 20,000 at the Hyatt Regency and know that, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. get a good enough value. I don't need those kind of things. Maybe someday, you know, when I'm rolling in, in it, you mm-hmm. know, with all the points coming in off of, you know, six or seven ink cash cards, <laughs> then, then, then I'll start thinking about the Park Hyatt, but Park Hyatt think kits, 80,000 points versus $3,000 booked two AA awards. Already have those with main cabin extra. Mm-hmm. Less than 40,000 miles each round trip. And again, it's one of the reasons why I continue to be interested in that American airline status and those loyalty points we so often talk about because with those in mind, I would likely have some decent shots from what I've seen in past bookings that I'll have some decent shots at upgrades as well. What category is it? There were two standard night and one peak night, if I recall correctly. Okay, yeah. That's not bad. That's probably pretty low for for a Park Hyatt. Yeah. No, it was not too many of them, I believe, in the Category 6. I think the uh, one in New Zealand might be around that area as well, but most yeah. of them are like Category 8. So, mm-hmm. And it'll be a new one yeah. for, the, uh, for the next Free Night Award, too. The Brand Explorer, yes. With that, that wraps up any trip updates and let's move on to what bonuses did we get? I think I talked about it with Eric. We both got the Hilton business card. Well, I wrapped that up, got the 130K plus a free night award and I immediately turned that around and redeemed it for my weekend in Niagara Falls. So very successful there. Really like that card. I'm also putting a little bit more spend on that so I could earn the second free night at 15k so and there's actually i think there's a third because the the first one came with the sign up bonus second one's at 15 third one is at 60k which i don't know if i'd go that high to to put that much spend on on that card but definitely the on those mid-level hilton cards the business and the surpass it makes sense to put 15k for that free night and then the other one is my uh, ink business preferred we're about 50 percent through the minimum spend but the nice thing is on, on one of my, my other inks, I got two referral bonuses to two friends who have small businesses and we're looking for cards starting to get into the game. So I got 80,000 points, 40,000 for each referral. So that's, I mean, that's like a sign up bonus. Um, so that was, that was nice. Yeah. That, that used to be the sign up bonus on this card when I applied. It was like a 5,000. Yeah. Dollar minimum spend for 80,000 ultimate rewards points. So that's a definitely yeah. a solid one for just, just for handing out a, a link to th- some uh, people, you know, or some friends. Yeah. And I think for, for each, you can get 200 K per year. Did you per, do it per card? So five times per card. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we have between my wife and me, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. 
So if we could max out all of the referrals right now, that's 200,000 points per card. That's 1.4 million Chase Ultimate Rewards. I could do some damage with that. Then I might go to the Park Hyatt. Excellent. So what do you got going on bonus-wise? I don't have uh, a ton new from last episode. I'm still working on the minimum spend on the Ink Business Preferred like you. I am actually almost done. And I had mentioned in a little tip of the week last week on how I ended up getting through that so much quicker than I expected. And so with that in mind, I see some expenses coming up that are going to be quite similar to that. And I'm probably going to get my wife or at least try to get her that card. So, and I've hit a couple of referrals as well with that card. So I also have had two referrals. And if I give her another, end up using my referral for her to get another one, then that'll be another 40 for me, 100 for her. And, you know, we'll have a nice chase ultimate reward point party. Yes. Can never have too much you are. So that wraps up what bonuses we got. There's not a lot there this week, but we have some fun things to talk about because we just returned from our meetup in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I have to say, when they first, I was first talking about this with Angie and Allison, I was like, who wants to go to Minneapolis, St. Paul? I guess that's probably what a lot of people said about going to Cleveland. You know, it's like, who (laughs) wants to go to Cleveland? But man. That was like the funnest event I think I've ever been to. It was a good time. I mean, everything, you know, we we do these meetups and like, you know, it's usually only two days, but by the end, like I told you, it was like, man, I'm, I'm sad. Like maybe next time we should, we should do a longer meetup because it really, it really is a great city. And, you know, we stayed in a good location. There were a couple of folks, there were really two hotels. We were at the, at the Rand, some people, which is a Marriott property. And then some of us were at the Hyatt centric all within a block of each other. There was lots of nice venues, bars. We did some excursions like to Paisley Park or to the, to the state fair. So it, it was, it was a good all around meetup. And we will talk a little bit about our next one at the end of this little bit of mm-hmm. our meetup here. Yes. We'll Anticipation is building. Give people a couple of chances to get registered because we've been talking about that it was coming soon and we did announce our next meetup and we did that at the Minneapolis St. Paul meetup. But before we get into that a little bit, let's talk about some of the steps we took on our way to get there. And I had mentioned, I think to some that I actually booked a third flight. I had two flights when we we last recorded and I, I was talking to Angie. But one day before the day that we were scheduled to leave, I booked another flight. So I had three flights to get to Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I did that because I was originally on a later flight using Virgin Miles on Delta. And it was just 8,500 Virgin points to book Delta over from Cleveland to Minneapolis, St. Paul. And then it was like a $65 copay to upgrade to first, I ended up not taking that flight at all. And I said, you know what? I want to get to the meetup earlier because otherwise I was going to miss the whole afternoon and evening. And that's, that's my favorite part. So I said, you know what? I'm going to follow Mike out of Cleveland. I'm, I'll leave three minutes after him. I'm going to get in several hours after him, but at least I'll get there in the early morning. I'm sorry, in the early afternoon. 
And so how did that go, Mike? It, yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. So <laughs> I, I decided to, since MSP is a large Delta hub, to take a nonstop on Delta, which I, I don't do often. I don't fly Delta as much. I mostly concentrate on United and American, but I'm not opposed to it. I mean, they're pretty solid airline. Uh, a lot of people like them. So I took the nonstop and I'm like, oh, you know, that's great. You know, and I was like, Ah, uh, Joe, you're taking a you're taking a big risk flying through ORD on a connection. I don't know. So ended up, uh, <laughs> I was delayed quite a bit. Uh, I think they, they eventually said do the weather. Yeah, two and a half hours. So I took off late. You took off. You actually took off from Chicago, like when I was taking off. And Angie was also, you know, she was coming in from Tampa. So at one time. You know, I, I was tracking the flight and I was, well, texting you guys like on the plane and we had the yeah inbound to MSP. We had you on United, Angie on Southwest and me on Delta behind. So you won the race, even, <laughs> even with the pit stop. And somehow I, yeah, I lost, I lost that one, but Hey, it worked. It was a good flight. I actually, you know, I booked this a long time ago, so they have the, the, in, they give you the incentives for for upgrading the first. I used miles. I think I, I used some sky miles I had lying around. Um, but they had an offer for eighty dollars to upgrade to first. And since I don't have status with Delta, you know that I, I don't have checked bags. I don't have priority boarding. I don't have you know pretty much any benefits. But if you book domestic first, you pretty much have the benefits of status. So I did that, and it you know ended up getting me there. It worked out, but. I spent more time in the in the Cleveland in the small Cleveland lounge than I had anticipated. Um, yeah, and that uh, despite having is uh, not my favorite lounge there, but it mm -hmm. does the job. Yes. And I, we all know your of, favorite lounge. Speaking of my favorite lounge. lounge, I'll leave it for listeners to figure out how we spent on three of us over a hundred and twenty dollars at the lounge, despite only having three members at the Priority Pass restaurant using our Sapphire Reserve. Mm -hmm. So maybe some folks can do a little guessing and come up with how we ended up spending more than the $84 allotment and having it covered. So yes. take a guess and reach out and let me know what you think. So we ended up arriving. We ended up arriving all within about 10 minutes of each other. And then we uh, decided, well, should we take rideshare or about 40 to $45 each way, or should we take the tram and get shanked, uh, which according to some of our members uh, is what they were concerned about happening. And did we get shanked, Mike? No, no, we stayed safe. <laughs> uh, and it was, you know, maybe because, you know, I just came from Europe last, last month and, you know, we, I took transit everywhere. It's just kind of, it's easy. Like I, I like an airport that has a direct rail link from the airport to downtown it was like you know about a half an hour ride worked out pretty well it costs one way it, it costs 250 and then our return it costs like two dollars so round trip for two people nine dollars to the airport like i mean you can't really beat that 10 times more expensive going through yeah. uh uber or lyft and yeah. and you know i guess you could always say that anything has some risk to it and you just have to be aware of your surroundings and what's going on but we had no issues. We had a senior. She said that the rate was a dollar for her each way. So, and she took it and had no issues. So worked out not the way I usually do it. I usually rent a car, but I decided, you know what? That's yeah. one more hassle for me to worry about this weekend. And I just want to be able to enjoy myself and not have to hassle with that. So 
was very walkable everywhere around town. There were lots of restaurants and things to go to. We walked past uh, Target Stadium and ended up over at the Grazers rooftop bar and grill and where we had our Friday evening reception. Got to meet lots of folks, have good conversation. And then while we were there, we what did we do after that? We ended up kind of splitting off. I think folks ended up going back to the hotels. I know that yeah. there was quite a bit of folks who ended up meeting back at the Hyatt-centric, which is where I stayed. And I actually stayed there. You know, I paid cash on that rate. And uh, I had right. an Amex offer. It, first of all, the cash rate was not much different than one cent per point. So I was like, you know, I'd rather use my Hyatt points elsewhere. But then there was an Amex offer that made it even better. So it was like 75 bucks off $300 or something mm-hmm. like that. So I think I spent right around, even with uh, a little bit of extra I spent at the hotel, is right around 300 bucks all total. So yeah, uh, oh, that's not bad. That's, you know, another lesson, you know, people think award travel only means, you know, we got to pay points and miles for everything, but we're really, our goal is to find the best deal. So if you can get that through a cash rate, you can get that through a, a cash upgrade to first. Why not? And then we had the elite breakfast fiasco while I got <laughs> up earlier enough yeah. to be able, to, which was quite good and complimentary as an elite status member of the globalist brand and Hyatt. Everybody after me had problems and so did the folks at the Rand. I, I heard some people were waiting over an hour. We had some issues with that and it just didn't work out quite yeah. as planned. Yeah. What what I what my guess was at at the centric was they just weren't used to that many globalists inundating for free breakfast because I mean it's you know the the I think the cash price was comparable you know you could go and there was a bunch of places all around so it's not like it was the only one so they're just not prepared for that volume and you know I think they might have been short staffed but yeah it did take it did take a while we 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 rolled up a little bit late to the seminars but you know we got there. And, uh, you know, once there, we, you know, we had a, we had a good, I think some good knowledge sharing, you know, JT sharing some tools, Eric teaching us about Alaska, Taylor teaching us about his business. And then I wrapped up with, with some strategies as well. So it was, I think it was, it was great other than some technical difficulties we had. Yes. I think one of the cool things about those is that both you and Taylor helped identify opportunities for folks who always say they're not eligible for business cards to get a business because you're effectively creating a business in doing these reselling, whether it's gift cards or buyers groups or things of that, those nature, those are opportunities to create a business. That is a business. You are buying and you're selling something. That is a business. And those are the cards that we're always telling folks to get is, you know, hey, this Chase Inc. preferred offer right now is 100,000 points with a reduced $8,000 spend. If you have a business buying and reselling, whether it's gift cards, whether it's, you know, any hot pockets, I don't know, you know, whatever it is you're, you're selling. Hot pocket buying group. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, some, it's an opportunity to get those cards. You don't have to be a mega million dollar business. I do have a business that is outside of the award travel field. So, you know, I've been getting business cards way back since I think 2016. But that wasn't my strategy. And that's a, a strategy that gets into a little bit more advanced levels is being able to pick up so many mm-hmm. cars because it slows down your personal 524 count. Mm-hmm. And what it, 524 is important for Chase, but in some 
some manner or other, it's also important to the other banks to see that you're not applying for a million cards mm-hmm. in the consumer level. So yeah, that was something I thought was great. Then we had some free time after that. You went to the Prince Paisley mansion. Yeah, Paisley Park, which was, it was interesting because, you know, one, like it took me a long time to realize that Prince was from Minneapolis. And then when I heard about Paisley Park, my perception was that it was like, it was like a mansion, you know, it was like Graceland or something. But no, it's like you roll up, it's like in, it's in an industrial park and it's his, his studio and, and performing space. Like he would invite people there, like, you know, just to listen to him play or listen to some people play. He'd record all his music. And at the end, he, towards the end of his life, that, that is where he lived, but it was, I think more, more of a coincidence. And that's what he designed it for. I mean, it was, it was really neat. And so I feel like, you know, print Prince does embody that city. And I think it's, it is a very, you know, you know, very vibrant city and has a lot of character. And it, it was neat to see that, which is such a core of the area. And I had a local member after we left lunch that drove me around and showed me some of the spots throughout, you know, the city. And I, I just thought it was kind of cool to be able to do that and rest up, get ready to party like it's 1999. Yes. So following that Prince theme, you know, which is kind of what we modeled this, this meetup after. We met up at a British pub called Brit and sat on another rooftop bar uh, where they played, uh, what is it, bocce ball or? Not bocce, yeah. lawn, lawn bowling, which is kind of, it's like the British version of bocce. But that, that was an excellent, excellent place. I really enjoyed it, you know, against the, the team members that picked that out really did an awesome job again. And it was reminiscent because I was just in London last month. And it's like, wow, it's, you know, some, somewhat recognizable. And uh, yeah, I, I showed up with my my Continental Airlines shirt, <laughs> my uh, my my plaid pullover, unbuttoned cargo shorts. I mean, I I think I embodied 1999 pretty well, and there were there were some other interesting outfits also. Yeah, my so, my hair's too gray and short now. It used to be long and shiny <laughs> and curly. Yeah, so on your motorcycle, I, right? Yeah, yeah. I used to have that uh, crazy long hair, biker hair, and yeah. all that. So. Mm-hmm. Hard to imagine that that's what 1999 would have been. So the next thing we did, some people decided to call it a night and wrap it up. And some people decided, hey, we're going to go have an after party at a dance club. (laughs) And it was kind of out. And it was, I I talked to several other guys my age and we're like, I haven't been into one of these in 20 years. So this isn't my scene anymore. So. I lasted about 10, 10, 15 minutes tops in there and, and I had to roll back to the yeah. hotel. Yeah. And after getting, getting a high noon for $9, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> um, so, so we did go, we did go to another bar across the street and met up with some, with some folks. So that was good. We, I was there for a while. I think we shut the place down, but those are my favorite times. It's, you know, social, you know, talking to people in a, in a place you can talk like a dance club isn't really the best place yeah. for that, but you know, talking about their experiences, their, their, their strategies, like that is the core of meetups. It's not, it's not, you know, listen to us babble on about things for three, four hours. It's, that's really what it is. And that's why, you know, you see our meetups, we don't, we don't spend, you know, we spend maybe 10% of the time actually with the formal learning stuff and the rest is social. So that's, yeah. And there are things our, you can definitely pull from it. I mean, I pulled something right from JT's presentation. And I actually posted it in the groups and I said, who knew 
you could do Y7 through expert fire. And probably a lot of people were like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Yeah. But the, I didn't even know Southwest was searchable on expert mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. And all of a sudden, JT talks about this and knowing enough about expert fire, I, I start looking into it and I'm like, oh my goodness, you can see fair buckets and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And where that becomes important is if you're trying to get the last seat. And that could be useful for if you have companion pass or if you're trying to decide whether you should cancel an award that you maybe already had booked to change over another award you might have booked. So, and I ended up helping a member. So we went back to the hotel. There were some folks hanging out at the centric lobby and one of our members came up and was like, Hey, can you, what should I do with this Southwest thing? I said, Oh, this is a perfect opportunity to test this out. And I said, because she had two flights booked and she, one was a lot more expensive than the other. She's like, should I cancel it? And, and should I take a risk that that will go back into, into inventory? I was like, I don't know. That's like a personal call. We always say, you know, each one of these situations, there's a lot of things. It depends. Depends. You know, it there depends. are no absolutes, but she ended up keeping it and she, she changed her flight to a, a later afternoon flight. And in the morning, just I think right before we were getting ready to head out, I got a notice from Expert Fire because I set an alert. You can actually set alerts for Southwest and on spare buckets. And I got a notice that one seat became available. And I messaged her. I was like, hey, this seat just became available. So she was able to fly home for like seven, 8,000 points instead of 20,000 points is what she had it booked for. So she just changed her flight again to the to the later flight that she wanted and it was pretty cool to know that that's possible and it was only possible because I learned this trick the day before. Yeah. So anyways, we ended up saving her, you know, another 10,000 or so points and that she got to keep in her account and use those lower fare bucket to be able to get that last seat award and again, that can be something that's useful for folks all over. And we ended up checking out a cool local restaurant for breakfast instead of doing free breakfast was uh, pretty painful to walk away from free breakfast there. Yeah. Somebody said in in our group chat for the meetup, you know, breakfast is bad when a bunch of war travel hackers give up free breakfast to go pay for it elsewhere. And it was a cool spot. I think it was kind of like a hangover recovery. Yeah, it kind of was, but it was it was good. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, it was a neat spot, a lot of fun, a lot of hanging out with members, great socialization. And uh, we wrapped it up and you and I got back on that tram, headed back to the airport to lounge hop and catch influencers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all those people taking pictures of the lounge, which which was fantastic. So so we actually, we spent most of our time at the new Delta Sky Club in Concourse G, which is a bit of a bit remote from from a lot of the gates i think it's more focused on uh, a lot of the international flights out of there yeah and if you have mobility issues i wouldn't go out of my way to do that yeah yeah you're going to be working your way to get there well i don't it is it is pretty good it's and and previously i've been to all the other laundries at msp and i mean this one blows them all out of the water and you know one of the other one of the reasons that i flew delta on this trip was because i knew for the lounge access if I flew United, I'd I'd sit in some junky United club, or there's a there's a Amex related one, the Escape Lounge, which which is okay. I mean, it was I think it does its job, but this Sky Club was top of the line and probably the 
the best highlight was the gelato machine. They actually, it, it was on the patio. They had like an open air mm-hmm. patio with, with a bar out there and, you know, pretty much open air to the, to the tarmac. Um, and there was a gelato machine. It reminds me a lot of the uh, club at LAX, the United Club at LAX overlooking that mm-hmm. tarmac. Yeah. LAX, JFK. It really reminded me of the one at SLC, at Salt Lake City. It seemed, it seemed very, I mean, because that one was built uh, only a few years ago, too. But they're really trying to incorporate those elements like multiple bars, really, you know, really extensive food, open area, open patios. And then this one, the gelato machine. I cannot, I cannot stress the, how fantastic this gelato <laughs> machine. And that was coming from somebody who was just in Italy. It, it was amazing. It is, it's not quite as good as, as Eric's pancake machines as far as self-operation. There, there is an attendant. Um, and, but they, they run the gelato, gelato machine for you and spits it out and it's absolutely delicious. So highly uh, recommend. And, and it was a, a nice uh, little time to kind of chill in there, relax mm-hmm. and, and prepare for that economy flight home that was not economy. <laughs> yes. For our upgrade to first again. Did you use Virgin Miles or did you use Delta for this as well? I used Delta. Okay. And so I used, I did fly this one for a Virgin. Mm-hmm. By the way, for everybody who was wondering what ended up happening, I booked Virgin for both ways, but I canceled the one and I didn't cancel it in a way that makes sense for most people because you cannot cancel a Virgin Atlantic Delta booking inside 24 hours. So if you're trying to do that, you forfeit your points. So I just moved the booking and I'll cancel it at a later point when I have some more time to mess with that. Mm-hmm. And this one here was 8,500 Virgin points. And again, this one had a little bit higher copay. I want to say it was like $82 versus huh. the other one I had, which was like 65. And we both ended up in Delta first again, because neither one of us have status with Delta. It's the one airline where we're, we're flying on our own. So we can can check mm-hmm. bags. We can, not that you're going to do that much on that regional jet there, but because you don't have a lot of space overhead to carry, don't mm-hmm. first class seats aren't that impressive, but I guess you could have checked what two or three bags if we needed to. I think two. Yeah. But I was carrying on. Didn't have free Wi Fi, but we did. So, <laughs> uh, you we know, yeah. we'll leave that one That's... for people to wonder how we did it as well. Yeah. It was just a funny when the flight attendant came on and said, well, we're working on free Wi-Fi across the fleet, but in this particular plane, we don't have it. So there's no free Wi-Fi. And then Joe and I looked at us and said, (laughs) well, that's not exactly true. But again, there are some things in this space we just can't talk about because we just can't. So, Mm -hmm. And that brings us to the most exciting piece of the event is As we were wrapping up the sessions in Minneapolis, we were releasing the next space where we've been talking about April 26th through the 28th in 2024. Drum roll, please. And we're going to San Antonio. Yeah. We're going Fiesta. So our next event again is going to be in San Antonio, Texas during Fiesta. Fiesta week there is an annual tradition dating back to 1891. We'll be at the Hyatt Regency San Antonio Riverwalk. 
That is where I'm staying at least. I will have a very nice entertainer suite with a pool table where we can hang out after lots of the events and we party some have some great uh, sessions and do some fun stuff there. We're still finalizing a few of the things, but we do have some early bird tickets that I believe will still be available when this episode releases. If you happen to be able to try out the code SAT, that's SAT, that's the San Antonio Airport code SAT20, that gives you 20% off the member rate, which is $175 tickets. If you want to bring a spouse or significant other, you're welcome to do that as long as there is ticket availability at $75 a piece. And we hope to see you there. It's going to be an incredible event. We've already released this to Award Travel 201 members as well as everyone who attended the conference. And it's selling quite quickly. They are actually saying something about it that the thing is going fast and popular because it's mm-hmm. it's not far from sold out as of the time of recording, which I won't share. So you guys can make a run on it and get the rest of the tickets mm-hmm. before everybody runs out of time. It's going to be a good time. Great location. I mean, I think it might be one of the best that we've had so far. I mean, I, lo- I love the Riverwalk area and the Hyatt Regency. It's it's in a prime location. I mean, it's across the street from the Alamo. It's right on the river. The The river actually runs right through it. There's a portion. I actually remember when I, I was there when I was 14 and I was impressed by it. And then, you know, later on learned, oh, it's a Hyatt. And, you know, we love Hyatt. So it's, it's going to be a good time. But- Bring your P2s. We will again have uh, P2 daycare. So <laughs> usually uh, Brent, Jackie's P2 hosts a P2 daycare bar crawl. So don't worry, you know, your significant others won't get messed up with too much talk of points and miles in the seminars. When we're off doing that, they're off having fun. Join us there. I hope to see you there. I'm so excited about this event. And uh, again, Jackie's got some fun things that she's lining up for us there. And we'll release more information coming soon. But I'll have an event in the Award Travel 101 Facebook community as this episode goes live so you can sign up and and join us there and with that mike let's talk about the last thing for this episode for the tip of the week and that is our website that we underutilize okay yes it is underutilized but we have recently revamped it actually put some some effort into that and you know, any more websites I think are are the best place to to house tools and you know reference things. Like, I mean, we're, we're you know we we do have an associated blog, Award Wallet, but obviously the most the most activity comes on social media for us in in the in the Facebook group. But we have some various tools like the Transfer Partner Matrix, which you know is on its twenty ninth revision and has gone all over the world. But we house it there. We have Allison put together some card earning charts, so it's a, a great place to look, which I, I'm starting to use it when I do my quarterly card labeling to know which card to use at which location each quarter. Tells us all the bonus categories. We do have a CPP calculator, cents per point. And of course, you know, we, we like to believe that, you know, CPP isn't everything. It really should just be a guide. But uh, sometimes if you, you know, need help with the math, if you've been doing too many award searches and your brain is cloudy, then uh, you can go in there, plug in, plug in your values, and it'll spit out a CPP. So that's useful. 
Another thing that we have is Allison actually recommended this. With all the transfer bonuses going on, having ability to do the reverse math on, you know, let's say we want to end up with 100,000 British Airways Avios and Chase is now doing a 30% promotion. So, uh, you know, how many points do I have to transfer? Well, it's normally one to one. Now it's one to 1.3. So, you know, normally, you, you know, you do the math, divide it by 1.3. 1. 1. 1. So then basically it just does the math for easier. Again, just making it easier. You know, we have calculators, so we want to utilize them. A couple other things in there is a a map, kind of a project that I've I've been working on is a, a lounge map. You know, we have Lounge Buddy, we have the the Amex app that that gives lounges for each airport. But to you know, give a, a good overall view, I put together a Google map. There's different layers, so you can click off depending on what card you hold. You know, if you have access to Amex lounges, if you have access to United clubs, you can click it off and you can see exactly what you have access to and you can zoom in. And, you know, Google Maps is, is so detailed now that it has pretty, pretty detailed maps of the terminals. So you can see exactly where the lounges are. Like it, uh, you know, when the Chase Sapphire lounge opened in Boston, a lot of people had questions about, you know, can I access it from this terminal? How far away it is? You can zoom in and you can see. You know, in in addition to the the terminal maps, which sometimes aren't the most clear, honestly, I think Google Maps does does a good job. And then lastly, there's a, an airport map. So we had we mapped all of the airports, all the commercial airports in the world. Any any of the airports have commercial service. So this this helps me. Like if I'm going to some some random city, like Albia, Iowa, what is the closest location? What is the closest airport I could fly into? I think it happens to be Des Moines, but you know, without just messing around with with Google Maps generically, this this tool, you know, this this particular map shows that easily. So lots of good tools. The the URL is actually pretty unique. Yeah, I don't know very, how we uh, very hard for anyone to figure it, out how to get this it, in. It, it, yeah, it is award dot travel. No dot com. No dot org anything award dot travel type that in and and i'll take you right there you'll find all the tools there again award dot travel and check that out because you know, there's tons of good stuff there we've had it we've had tools there for quite a while and you've added some new ones here recently for sure but you know a lot of the things that we share on the in the community in the war travel 101 community are things that mike houses on the website and we want to make sure that Again, we're offering members lots of opportunities and tools to make their travels better, learn how to utilize these things better, and just make the whole experience better. Yeah. So that wraps sure. up today's episode, episode 31 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. Mike, where can we find you? So obviously the first place um, is in the what over 98,000 member award travel 101 community and we're just shy of the 99,000 members 99,000 yeah almost 99,000 award travel 101 if you want to jump into more immediate and advanced strategies or award travel 201 community which uh, does come with a, a modest annual fee is filled with those who want to dig into the weeds looking for more outsized value so if you want to check out how to better earn and burn some of those awards you're earning every day or getting from sign-up bonuses and you want to have more of a one-on-one -on -one approach we have our award travel one-on-one -on -one consulting service 
And you can also email us at contactawardtravel at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, or you just want to shoot us an email about how terrible we were on this podcast. Yes. And then lastly, my favorite is our meetup. As we just said, you can now register for our next meetup, April 26th to the 28th next year in beautiful downtown San Antonio on the Riverwalk, High Regency Riverwalk. There will be links for that event in the group as well. Yeah, and we'll put more of those in the show notes as well as on an award wallet. So lots of people will have opportunities to get signed up for this one. We had a list that was just as long as the amount of attendees on the wait list for the last one. So we did double the capacity for this next one. So we want to give as many members the opportunity to come up, join the Award Travel 101 team, the podcast team, everyone who supports Award Wallet and the Award Travel 101 communities. And with that in mind, if you're looking to apply for your next bonus rewards card, Support your Award Travel 101 community when applying for that next rewards card. So thanks again for joining us and have a great week. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks, everyone.